Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. I've kept my good friend, the former premier of Newfoundland, Brian Peckford waiting way too long, way too long. Premier, I'm sorry, my apologies. No problem, sir. Good to hear your voice and good to be on your program. It's good to have you back with us. Now, let's start out with this. You sent me an email. You had an immediate response to the fact that the British Columbia Court of Appeal, in a five to nothing decision, told the government of British Columbia, the government of John Horgan, some say the government of Andrew Weaver, that no, you cannot decide what is going to go through that pipeline, the Trans Mountain Pipeline, through the province of British Columbia. Premier, you have some strong thoughts on that. Well, I, I, I completely agree with what the Court of Appeal said. Not only do they have no say over what goes in the pipeline, they can't stop what goes in the pipeline from coming from Alberta to British Columbia and then being exported or refined or whatever in, in British Columbia. And it, it's a quite, uh, you know... St- if anybody took the time to just Google in the Court of Appeal of British Columbia, it's not a complicated uh, decision that the five judges have given. It's quite easy to read, and I would recommend to your readers that they go in and, and actually read the decision themselves. But it's quite clear. I mean, pigs don't fly. Water is wet. And uh, B.C. has no power over deciding what goes and the transmission of uh, bitumen or oil or gas from one province to another. It is a federal responsibility, and the court made this very clear. I'm very hopeful, uh, and I'm checking with experts as we speak, as to whether this now it's been appealed stupidly by the government of British Columbia uh, to the Supreme Court of Canada. I am not sure whether the uh, reference from a province to the court's can be handled the same way as all other references to the Supreme Court. But if it can, it would mean that uh, the Supreme Court of Canada can take a look at this. It's been referred to them uh, by the government of B.C. as an appeal. Uh, The Supreme Court of Canada could take a look at this, and because it's so clear, it's black and white, this is not a gray area of constitutional law, Uh, they could just say, we're not going to hear it. And therefore, the B.C. Court of Appeal decision stands, and it's all over. No more money spent, no more time wasted, and let's get on with developing the country. I'm just not completely sure in my own mind as to whether a reference from a province has the same status as all other references to the Supreme Court, whereby the Supreme Court can say, we're not going to hear. But hopefully that would be, is the case, and if it is, the, beast, the Supreme Court of Canada could really help their country by just saying, we're not going to hear the Court of Appeal decision of British Columbia stands. Let's get on with developing the country. And uh, there go the excuses for Justin Trudeau. Pardon? There would go the excuses exactly. for Justin Trudeau. Exactly. Totally. Totally. 
But, I mean, five judges of a, an appeal court like British Columbia, you know, they obviously took a hard look at this. One decided to write it. They, this was by collective decision of the five of them, no doubt. And then they all both, uh, they all five, reviewed the constitutional law, uh, the sections of the Constitution which apply, and the precedents that have been set, and then wrote their decision, and they all agreed with it. So this is not done <laughs> casually. This was well thought out by very, very learned people of the law and of the Constitution. And it is inconceivable to me, even without this decision, if anybody just reads a couple of sections of the Constitution, it's completely clear that this is federal undertaking and that the province cannot interfere with the flow of the materials in a pipeline from one province to another. Okay, the issue of cooperation in this country. Before we talk about electric cars and what you want to say about what Dr. Suzuki's had to say about all of this, there is a real concern. You and I have talked about this, and Premier Higgs of New Brunswick has been on this program talking about it, as has Jason Kenney before he became Premier of uh, Alberta. And we spoke with uh, Premier Moe of uh, Saskatchewan and Premier Ford to a certain extent. There is a concern about the strength of the Confederation or the Federation, our Federation. And one of the issues is, I believe, is that we have too frequently we have partners at each other's throats. And that is not a healthy situation for this country at all. Do you see this issue between Alberta and, uh, and British Columbia and the issue of Trans Mountain as one of those at each other's throat situations? There's no question that uh, what has happened is, is that where it is clear that the federal government has uh, powers, uh, that they do not exercise them so that the national interest is covered and stops any fight between the provinces within the federation. And in other cases, what happens is that the federal government often, when the area of jurisdiction is not clear, they bull on ahead without doing the proper consultation with the provinces. So on both counts, the federal government, uh, we must put a lot of blame on the federal government and its lack of national leadership, not federal leadership, but national leadership, so that the country can operate better and with everybody, not being at everybody else's throat. And yeah. that's an obligation that a prime minister of Canada has to the people of the country which is not being discharged very well at the present moment. No, and that's a fundamental obligation for any prime minister. Now on to the electric vehicles, and you take exception, or you're challenging Dr. David Suzuki on some of the positions he's taken. Well, I, I, I got very upset early in the week when I noticed in my local paper, the Nanaimo Bulletin, the column by the Dr. Suzuki concerning electric cars. And in it, of course, he was, uh, you know, um, condemning or looking very badly upon what Canada is doing or isn't doing as it relates to electric cars and that we should be subsidizing them more. And in so doing, he, um, he, he referenced countries uh, where he thought they were doing a much better job. And one of the countries that he referenced was um, Norway. Now, Norway owes its prosperity to oil and gas. It's the, total, it's the largest export of Norway today. It runs the Norwegian economy. So for Dr. Suzuki to use this as the reason for subsidizing electric cars is rather ironic and hypocritical because he's using a very country that really exists in its prosperity on oil and gas, 
which Dr. Suzuki is trying to eliminate. He also references India and China, both of whom 60% of the electricity in China and in India is generated by coal, by coal. So I don't know where Dr. Suzuki does his research, but he obviously needs to do a lot more research. There was a commentator, Roy, that you may remember in the United States, a fellow by the name of Paul Harvey. Yes, remember One him of his well. One favorite sayings, and he had a program, and it was called, Now the Rest of the Story. And in the case of Dr. Suzuki, what makes this very troublesome is here you have a, scient- a so-called scientist on the national scene. He's been on public uh, television for decades. He's well-recognized by a lot of Canadians. A lot of people respect him. And yet he doesn't give the rest of the story. And electric vehicles are not green like everybody pretends and like Dr. Suzuki says. They are in Germany. A study has just been done by two different agencies there, a university and by a government agency, which shows that, that their diesel cars are greener than the, the top Telsa car. And primarily because Germany, like most countries, has a mix of sources for their electricity, a lot of it fossil fuel, And the other reason that nobody seems to know, and no mainstream media will carry, is that the batteries in all of these electric cars, to produce them, creates a lot of energy. You have to use a lot of energy to create these batteries. And even more importantly, that Canadians should know that these batteries have to have cobalt and lithium in them. Now, cobalt, 60% of the cobalt of the world comes from the Congo, the Republic of the Congo in Africa which is not a democratic country. They fail on all scores as it relates to civil liberties and political liberties, right, according to right. Freedom House. And 35,000 children work in the cobalt industry in the Republic of the Congo, and it has very poor environmental regulations. We're going to have to pick up this conversation uh, on a future program, but it's important, okay. and I'm sure that you'd be more than happy to debate Dr. Suzuki on this program. Of course I would. I've, 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 I know Dr. Suzuki, and, and I would love to debate him. Well, the invitation has been extended. Premier Peckford, uh, there's so much more to talk about. I'm so glad you come on the show with us quite regularly, and uh, maybe we can uh, prevail on you again next weekend. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Right you are. Premier Brian Peckford on the Roy Green Show. On the Chorus Radio Network, there's a whole lot to talk to the Premier about. If you want to hear more, Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.